Hey everybody and welcome to the Battle Beast Podcast. Okay, doing it again. Doing it again. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. Um, and what are you guys? What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? <laughs> no, we're fine. I finished the intro. Let's do it. Yeah, we're good. What's going on? I'm one of your hosts. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. Uh, joining me, of course, are these guys, TJ. Hello, it's and, and Bill. Hi, guys. And uh, we have a special guest for the first time um, in person. Wyatt the Lane. sound of the podcast. The sound of the Invincible podcast. Hey, guys, how's it going? It, it is crazy to be here IRL. Like, it, it is, it's wild. So thank you for having well, me. It's crazy. What, what, what time is it there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, things might look a little weird if you're checking us out on uh, the video version of the podcast. And if they Which sound a little be. off then it's because we're recording in hotel rooms. <laughs> um, we are uh, currently outside of Chicago in Lockport, Illinois, um, doing all kinds of, kinds of fun stuff, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, if you wanted to be a part of the show, of the show you can email us at theinventsoolpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, check out the website, theinventsoolpodcast at gmail.com. You can find all the episodes there, our videos, everything organized, a way to contact us, and so on. Um, I don't know if I can handle YouTube being in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was ready for like the very antagonistic relationship that we got a little bit before recording. It'll but start. now they've just like joined forces completely. Yes. It's great. Yeah, no, it's great to see. I feel like this. I feel like this is going to be one you you need to head over to YouTube and just watch yeah. the video. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, if you're new to the show, if you've stumbled on this, uh, this is our uh, regularly scheduled spoiler warning for the comic book. We do not uh, hold back as far as spoilers for the comic goes. So if you only watch the animated series. Um, I would be warned, uh, you know, we will get into those spoilers and you, what are you doing? You should be uh, reading the comic. Go check it out and uh, then come back. But if not, we have all the new reader episodes for those of you that are, you know, would like to follow along with some people that have never read the comic before, as well as all the uh, Invincible animated series episodes where we review those episodes and talk all about them without spoiling the comic. Um, but Don't be on, biased, though, and just listen to the new readers. Like there's well, a lot of good content. All right. There and is. I have a lot. I have a lot of hate for the new reader episodes. Well, there's a there's a reason people prefer them, I think. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> all right, everybody. I actually got a couple emails at the start of the uh, uh, episode, which is a little odd. But I think we had emails oh. throughout the entire episode. But I want to read a couple to kick it off. We've got. One here from Alex. Hey, Ryan, Bill, and the sweet one, TJ. That's the sweet one. We, we need another Invincible art show. Maybe fan art from the fans. Plus, when are you guys making an Instagram account? I tried sending some work through email, but it didn't seem to open. I have all my work on Instagram at AlexOrtega1. Hmm. Oh, man. We have been talking about doing another art show for a while now. Um, I wish we could. I'm really excited to. We um, want to do one with... Um, you know, in, including a lot of listeners and invite people to kind of join the call and show off some of their invincible artwork. 
Um, yes, ever since, that's what I really want to see. Yeah, ever since we did that first one with TJ's uh, art show and uh, of all of his commissions. But we've just been busy. We have a couple other ideas for videos and stuff. But, you know, as you can, I'm sure, noticed, uh, we still haven't even finished our watch alongs. We just haven't had a chance to sit down and 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 get that done. So hopefully uh, when our schedules free up a little bit, um, we'll be able to, you know, do some more of those kind of videos and more of those live streams and things like that. But and I, and that would be a good reason to start an Instagram account too. Hmm. Like what better, what better time to have other people like, you know, ship us there. And as far as I know from the three of us, TJ, you are the only one with an Instagram account. Yeah. And it's literally just all of my so our commissions. Instagram I don't account, really, I think it's safe to say is TJ's. <laughs> yeah. It is, which it, is TJ's shit. I don't even know. Like TJ's dot commissions dot art or something. Like that. Well, oh, double check and, uh, and and let us know. TJ's dot art dot commissions, and it's just a ton of commissions that I have. But yeah, maybe we'll start adding like some of other people's stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, I got um, I found Alex, I believe Alex, uh, Alex's Instagram and I followed him and he's got really, really cool art. He has uh, a really original cool, art or yeah, oh, cool. um, a really cool alien, uh, alien, the alien and, um, um, and I believe an Omni man too. It's really, really cool stuff. So also one other thing that I'll allude to before we get into the next email. Um, so we are here go like, you know, going to C2E2. And there's a lot of celebrities there. And I don't know if you guys got like a, um, like photo ops planned or like signings or anything. But mm-hmm. if you weren't able to get them, I have a surprise for you. Because the biggest celebrity at, of all time mm-hmm. that that came to C2E2 is here with us right now. What? Are you talking about Wyatt? In <laughs> That's what guys, I thought he was Guys, going. you don't have to pay for like photo ops. <laughs> I promise you. My rates are really cheap. Again, if you're not on YouTube, go over there to see him in the plastic plush. It's the sweet <laughs> God. It's so good. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, he did a really Somebody great not. job because I'm sitting here in the same room and I didn't know where he was going. <laughs> where he was going. He was just reaching down. He like pulled it out from under his freaking shirt. <laughs> Fucking cool is that? Look at him. Look at his hand. So look for his, anybody his, listening, TJ hand, like all like <laughs> presenting it. So for yeah. anybody listening, uh, TJ pulled out uh, a, uh, a pop vinyl of uh, the Dr. Pepper guy. Um, it's a little sweet, a little sweet. Sorry, a little sweet. Um, yeah. So, uh, someone reached out on Twitter and, uh, tagged me in it and I bought it immediately upon seeing it. <laughs> so, amazing. uh, That's thank amazing. you very much for, to our thank listeners. Goodness. For, you were able to make out. Justin's career just skyrocket, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it Justin? Ju- Justin Garini from yeah. American Idol. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was him. I've seen yeah. him with, yeah. the big, with the big afro. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Uh-huh. I don't think I knew that either. Yeah. Now you'll huh. never look at the sweet one the same. Wow. Or maybe you will. I don't know. Maybe you will. <laughs> we were riding down the banister. All right. All right. So we got, I can't believe this, but we got another email that I want to read at the top that says, hello, Ryan, Bill, and the sweet one. <laughs> sweet one. <laughs> it's, it's been a while since I last wrote. I have a couple things to say, so bear with me. I have a confession. I'm not as big of a fan of Invincible as I thought I was. I always knew that the Invincible Universe, like the, I always knew the Invincible Universe, like the back of my hand, or I thought I did. Turns out I only think I remember more than I actually do. I started reading the book in 2006, issue 30 to be exact. 
I read each issue, I read each issue only once when they came out. So any issue prior to 2012 means it's been over 10 years since I last read them. So when you guys do a game night or make predictions, you drop details that leave me saying, these guys have knowledge that runs deeper than the deep. <laughs> I only remember the general points. Like, remember when Adam Eve went to Africa? I can't go into detail other than Mark flew to Africa to visit her. So what's my point? My point is, you guys have inspired me to become a better fan. I found a great deal on all three compendiums at Better World Books, and I'm reading the series nice. again. When I finish, I think I'll start the Invincible Podcast podcast, a podcast for the fans of the Invincible Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, if you need music for that podcast, I, I know so you can help you out. <laughs> it just, it just remixes or references our song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lastly, I have a couple questions. All right, this is, I mean, it didn't say it at the top, but Luke from uh, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, Luke says, uh, or asks, my son is six and asked me, how old do I have to be to watch Invincible? I told him, maybe a couple years older. What do you guys think? He already watches all of Jurassic Park and the Jurassic World movies. So I can't really speak for it. I mean, I have really no frame of reference. I don't have kids. Um, I mean, Bill Wyatt, you guys are probably best suited to answer this one. You yeah. Go first, Wyatt. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys have touched on this in in episodes in the past, but I think it varies from like kid to kid. Like you have to just I think have conversations with your kid about, you know, do they understand that thing, certain things are make believe and that they're not real and do they understand, you know, what things mean and can they handle that sort of thing cuz there I'm sure there's some 6-year-olds that would be fine with it and love it and really enjoy it and some that really wouldn't enjoy it and would have a hard time with it. So I, I think it just comes down to an individual basis. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say that it's pretty subjective. Like um, Remy, my daughter, she's seven and she's watched pretty much all of Invincible. And I, I mean, I've talked about it as why it said a lot. Like, I don't really care about violence, especially animated violence, um, <clears throat> especially because I don't feel like, you know, Remy's going to go out and try to vulture my punch somebody. <laughs> Because she thinks it's real. Like, I'll also watch a horror movie and be like, OK, good night, Remy. There's a ghost under your bed. And she's like, OK, daddy, good night. Like, she's not <laughs> yeah. she's not affected by that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, she's desensitized by it. But, you know, it's it's Luke. If 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 your kids are interested and you're OK with it. Cool. I mean, everyone's like you said, everyone's different, too. I think we were all kind of talking about this recently, too. Like Ryan grew up. He wasn't allowed to watch Jurassic Park until he was like 16 years old. But I was like almost watching. <laughs> I was watching almost like, with 17. No. <laughs> when you moved out, when you moved out. And yeah, you I could watch it. You're on like, my don't own. tell my mom. Don't tell. <laughs> my mom still doesn't know I've seen Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been watching horror movies since I was like four years old. So it's, yeah. it's different for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then lastly, uh, um, I want to hear a full report. Sorry, this is Luke again. I want to hear a full report about your time at C2E2. Are you guys flying or driving? Why C2E2 and not Fan Expo Chicago? Uh, thank you for all the great work you guys do. Luke from LA. Um, so C2E2 just happened to work out to where, you know, Kyle Higgins was here and Ryan Otley was here and, C2E2, I've been to C2E2 before and I loved it. So, and I've been telling, you know, Ryan and Bill about it, about how we should go sometime. So mm -hmm. this kind of just worked out perfectly. And a big Why part of it was um, us being able to, you know, come and help out and go to the Radiant Black event that's happening in Lockport right outside of uh, Chicago where C2E2 is happening. So all those things kind of made sense 
Um, and we drove. We drove yesterday. It was a little over nine hours or so in the car. It was um, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It really wasn't too it bad, right, Bill? Too I bad. mean, it was says, a pretty easy drive. As soon as I get in the fucking driver's seat, like I get like maybe an hour of sunshine and then Ryan's like, that looks like it's some rain up there. And then there was, then, there was the most perfect cliche, single lightning bolt off in the distance a couple miles ahead. And we just, me and Bill are just at the same time, we're just like, oh, oh. <laughs> shit. And then it just came down. Yeah, torrential. The kind and, where and it the wipers wasn't like, weren't even doing anything. Yeah, it was bad. Like mm. we were going 40. Every car was going 40 on on the the throughway so it wasn't it wasn't too bad though honestly there were only a couple times but uh as for um what have you gone to a c2e2 a con like what no this is this is my first big convention like and i i that was a, a big appeal once the rain black event got announced and you guys were going to be here that was kind of like my reassurance that since i've never been to a con i could rely on you guys to be my sherpas <laughs> through like the big con experience which is what made me excited so i i flew out here because i'm from california so driving would have been more than nine hours oh yeah uh, but yeah I, so i've never really been to a big con before so i'm super excited to to get to c2e2 and check everything out yeah cool. it's have, a good one i have high hopes too because tj ran and rape uh, I'm sure um, our next episode will be more about the details of what happened at the convention and, um, you know, so on. So we'll be talking about that next month. Yeah. All right. Now on to the Invincible related news. Um, first up. Doop, 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 doop. Thank you. First up, biggest Invincible news of the perhaps year, maybe even decade. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but the Invincible... Ultimate Collection, hardcover, volume nine. Got the spine fixed. Everybody, please. Thank you. Thank you. It's great. Big news. Um, so for those of you that didn't know, the hardcover, the word Invincible was in purple, the same color as the number nine. And it has been corrected to be yellow. So, But it's not, but it wasn't even like announced or like anything like that, right? No, it was I just saw, released I saw, into the I, world. I saw an image on an eBay listing and I'm like, it exists. It's like, <laughs> my God, it exists. What were you doing on eBay looking at like hardcover? Were you like, looking, I, I, were you waiting just, for this to happen? No, that's pretty funny though. Just <laughs> searching volume nine hardcover. Anything I can get. I have a dozen tabs open. No. It's, the uh, first I heard about it was Sean Kirkham mentioned it on a CVL. Oh, did he? On a, com on a Comics Vault Live, yeah. Well, I mean, we've spoken with Robert Kirkman on the show, and he's right. on record saying that it's something they were working on. And I honestly think it has to do with the success of the show and the fact that Volume 9 finally sold out of stock and they had to do a reprint. Um, and they fixed it in the reprint. And I haven't seen it in person, but it exists. It's out there. You know what? I, I know what I'm doing at C2E2. I'm just going to spend my weekend scouring the floor, looking through hardcovers and, you know, <laughs> get my hand on it. Get old. Yeah. Yeah. It does make me feel kind of special, though, that I have one of the purple ones now. Right? Though. Like, now it's that's oddly, the collector's edition. It was the thing that was like, <laughs> oh, that kind of sticks out. But now I'm like, I'm going to keep that one under the new desk jacket. Oh, of course. I just so I can really look. I have the I original. No. <laughs> of course. <laughs> But no, for real, uh, other than that, other Invincible-related news. Uh, last episode, we uh, talked about how Ryan Otley was teasing some new variants, some new covers that he was drawing, and we didn't know at the time. Uh, since then, uh, San Diego Comic-Con happened, which we've got a few news items from, including the fact that we got to see those new covers. 
Um, he actually just tweeted out this morning that he might have a few of those covers at his table this weekend. Um, but they, uh, they look pretty sweet. They look pretty great. Uh, one of them is the cover from the uh, Felix poster that we knew about last month, which looks amazing of all of them on there. Which, by the way, did you guys see the uh, like the multitude of sketches that he was doing on those black and white covers of all the characters? Oh, yeah. Some of those were so great. Yeah, He did one of um, Kirkman. Him oh, or two, yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The him one of him and, and like yeah. Kirkman and Otley. Yeah, they were both Viltrumites, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Kirkman Jack. tweeted at him was like, why'd you make us bad guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Those all look amazing. I love seeing like the, the random omnipotence on one. There's like a science dog. There's a bunch of really cool ones. So getting to see those, I'm really glad Felix and Ryan have been posting so many of them because it's just a neat like collection to look at. Um but yeah, so those, I mean, the variants uh, that he did look amazing. Uh, there's black and white versions, foil versions, and so on. Um, but also at San Diego Comic-Con, a really nice surprise, because uh, I was actually uh, uh, talking to Jose over on Twitter. Uh, shout out to him, who, like, I was like, you know, go check out the Diamond booth. Maybe they have information, or maybe even they have the uh, uh, Adam Eve or Robot action figures available for sale. I know at New York Comic-Con last year, they had them a little early for sale kind of thing. Um, and he went there and they didn't have them available for sale. And not only did they have them on display, but they had the next series on display, series three of the action figures. And so now we got to find out that we are getting Duplicate and Alan next, which is really cool. Um, Those were among our top picks. Um, And we also got to see that uh, Adam Eve will be coming with a little shrinking Ray and Robot will be coming with a Rudy from as accessories Those are awesome accessories right yeah. especially especially shrinking ray like two in one figures right there right because yeah. you know we'd probably never mm. get a shrinking ray or a rudy or something well, we like are that. but be a, being yeah. able to get it yeah to us still and that's that's those were really great ideas mm. no no <laughs> <laughs> um what kind of accessories would you guys want to see with uh duplicate or alan I know definitely with Duplicate, what I would love them to do, which it doesn't, from the pictures, it doesn't look like this is a thing they're doing. Just having a little removable number right? off of yeah. it. Because then I would buy at least four of them. <coughs> right? You know what I mean? Even, and, and you're right. From the photo, it didn't quite look like that circle. That yeah. number is going to be removable. But like maybe the arms or the ch- or, or the arms Good. come off and the chest piece is removable. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll settle for a sticker. Like, exactly. Even a sticker, even a sticker that mm-hmm. matches, which might end up having to be homebrewed if, if, if not. But True. Yeah, I think for Alan, I think the boulder that he that he <laughs> sits on or or kicks over to to, to Mark mm-hmm. could work from the especially or, if you if he has an alternate head of him looking inquisitive or something, and then you can have him set up on your table or whatnot. Of could him you imagine how cool? Yeah, in the background, how cool he would look on the rock. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe his uh his pad that he has That's that he uses rat. to coordinate. And yeah, he, so he, hasn't, on it. he hasn't had Canslock in the show, right? That would always, I always no. associate that yes. with him, though. There so. is, yeah, I, I do too. There's only a scene at, it was the um, Nolan telling them where I really come from. Right. Yeah. And you see You've one. Some of them, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, really excited about series three of the figures. Hopefully, some villains next. Maybe some Battle Beast type. I, I was surprised it wasn't Battle Beast right? as as the next wave. I, I felt like that was yeah. almost a given. I know. So I think they got. I think they have to get the the 
teen team and stuff. Yeah. And the heavy hitters out of the way before they start putting Rexplode and Titan B characters and Rexplode, man. Yeah. Rexplode, Titan. I'm, Rexplode. I'm, I'm shocked that Rexplode isn't like he he's like a fan favorite. So you'd think that he would come before duplicate. Well, and he's the, uh, he's not he's the only one left of the team team that we haven't gotten then. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Monster Girl. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Monster yeah. Girl. Yeah. And then um, what's his name? Well, Bulletproof. Right. Oh, I mean, no, Black, pre, um, pre-tryout team. Black Black yeah, Samson, pre-tryout. Yeah. The original, yeah. like yeah. The, the first episode we see them in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, <laughs> also at San Diego Comic-Con, we got a couple um, Comics Fault live, uh, live streams where we got to see a few things, including another Tyler Kirkham variant, this time of Battle Beast, which looks mm. pretty sick, as He's expected. He's so good. He is so good. Um, this, of course, has a black and white version of uh, a... Uh, virgin variant a foil variant all that kind of stuff and this is for skybound x25 looks amazing as to be expected uh also along with the the, the whatnot stuff we've got a whatnot version of the first series of action figures so omni man and invincible in a tyler kirkham uh box with blood splatter all over it a white box looks pretty sharp they're calling it the um uh collector's edition i believe or deluxe edition action figures so yeah Neat stuff. We might get to see them uh, this weekend at C2E2 because I know Whatnot's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Would I buy one mm-hmm. if they were for sale? I think they were 50 each. I don't know if I would buy one. I think I probably would to just have one and in the it, box that I wouldn't take see, out. that's the thing. I, 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 would, have I would too. my action figures in the box <laughs> that I haven't taken out. And I was keeping them in there because I want to keep them in the box. But now it's like maybe those ones I'll take out and this one would be the ones I keep in the box. Do you have some that you've taken out already though? No. Oh, no. We sent well, those, we sent those to a, a, a listener that won our contest. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. I know, because then I'm going to want some in the box and out <laughs> with the, and with the, in normal the deluxe box. box. Right, exactly. And then I'm going to have to open the ones in the deluxe box just to say I did, <laughs> even though they look nothing. Yeah, there's no changes, which it would have been cool if those were blood splattered. Yeah. 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 All right. That's it for Invincible Related News this month. Uh, We're going to go on now to our main topic where we talk all about Skybound X, but I wanted to kick it off with a couple emails. And first up is Bill. You've got an email from Chris. You're just throwing us for a loop, bro. TJ, you're For a loop. Just so you're not Um, going for a loop. (laughs) All right. So again, this is from Chris. Hey, guys. So glad we finally got some new Invincible. Was a little let down and thought there would be more of Battle Beast ravaging shit, but it was beautiful nonetheless. Although, is it just me or did it feel like a buildup um, for something more? Not a series necessarily, but maybe in another issue or a small miniseries. Uh, it's probably just me hoping for more. LOL. By the way, a LCS by me Local comic shop. Oh, mm. you learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know what LCS was? Yes. <laughs> a looks, an LCS by me had all five issues of Destroyer, and I figured I had to pick it up. I am so sorry for ever not voting for it. That shit was dope. <laughs> right? We've been trying. <laughs> it definitely got my vote for next for the next co-creator catalog. Hashtag vote destroyer. Stay awesome, guys. Love Chris. Man, you're yeah. just going to be one more fan to be let down with yeah, this vote. <laughs> I appreciate the extra vote, but but you Man. are right. Destroyer is dope. Yeah. 
Why you've read Destroyer, well, did the right? same thing I, happen to you? I haven't. You, you guys have <laughs> oh, talked about it so much oh, that man. I've waited until it wins the vote because I want it to be like fresh for when we <laughs> it, do the vote. It, it, but it, I honestly, have voted for it every single no, no, time. No, 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 no. I have. <laughs> Even when I see Mitch <laughs> post on Twitter and be like anything but Destroyer, I go in and vote for Destroyer. <laughs> No, you should definitely and, and wait. There have, been a couple, should... there have been a couple times where it loses by like a percent, and we know yeah. that percent is Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch and all of his fucking friends that don't even like listen accounts. to the podcast. Mitch he is just making everybody Twitter accounts and voting against <laughs> Destroyer. He's getting the whole cast of the play that he's doing. Like, guys, yes. I need you to go to this Twitter poll right now. I'm going to send you a link. Just don't vote for Destroyer, man. But yeah, you should you should wait, but. Once you read it, it is good shit. Very good shit. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny. I, 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 I mean, keep it going. We'll get to it eventually. <laughs> no, why it need to read it? Do we'll get to it eventually. Chaos. I do. I like to watch the world burn. Watch the world burn. Yeah. Uh, all right. I have an email from our good friend Frank Silva. It's been a while since I feel like it's been a while since we've heard from mm. Frankie Silves. Hey guys, Battle Beast was pretty damn awesome. I'm excited to see what the prelude turns into. Uh, I bet it's gonna, I bet it's gonna read so well together with the core series once it's done. I was lucky enough to go to San Diego Comic Con with work, which that's awesome. You got to go to San Diego Comic Con with work, mm-hmm. uh, and the first thing I did was get some of those Ryan exclusives. Nice. Exclusives, uh, they're gorgeous. The new figures look cool as heck. Uh, although I'm still not completely sold on that angry Eve. Still gonna buy her though. I uh, hope you guys are all doing great. This monthly format feels so long. I hope you get back to weekly or bi-weekly when the season when season two comes up. Haha, <laughs> take care, y'all. Frankie Silves. P.S. Uh, any other cons you're going to other than C2E2? Not not as of yet. We've talked Maybe about Fan Expo. We've talked about New York, but I think it's too late for that. Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna go to Fan Expo, uh, Ryan and Bill. Toronto. Yeah, Fan Expo yeah. Fan Expo Canada. Um, in Toronto. Um, yeah, we're discussing that one. I'm Which probably gonna go we no were matter going what. over that lineup in the car ride here, and um, it's stacked, man. There are so many people going yeah. to Toronto and Canada. Yeah. Um, yeah, Angry Face Eve. I'm assuming there'll be an alternate head. I mean, the last figures that we got had alternate heads, so there might be one that it, where she's not angry faced, but we'll see. Yeah. And but I, I mean, agree. just think about who her parents are. Like, she has every right to be angry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and, and she's kind of falling in love with Mark and he's unavailable. So there's what's going on for Eve right now. That's mm-hmm. happy. Maybe yeah. in series 17 of the action figures, we'll get Eve's parents. There you go. And yep. you can build the whole scene. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got one here from Brad Mills uh, to avoid the wrath of Ryan Otley. Um, I sure hope Bill liked this comic. <laughs> <laughs> I liked I liked it's Hulk's art. I there's liked nothing you can say. <laughs> no, you're in too deep. You can't come back. You can't come back from it. It's over. I hope Ollie just tells you to go to the back of the line when you show up. Oh, he he fucking will, man. I hope so. God damn it. Um, Brad continues because I loved this story the use of the AI as a character was a great storytelling device however if this isn't expanded from here I will truly be disappointed Battle Beast is such a great character and this felt like more of a teaser than an actual standalone comic I know Ryan Otley has plenty on his plate already but any chance for him to return to this universe is a win in my book 
As always, keep up the great podcast. I'm still catching up on Oblivion Song episodes now that I've got the last volume. Looking forward to listening along as I finish that story. Thanks, Brad Mills from Kentucky. Yeah, we uh, we also did the Oblivion Song podcast for its entire run from start to finish. And uh, you can get that now uh, as a, a, a complete series. Uh, I think the third, did the third, no, the third hardcover didn't come out yet, but it's like any day now, right? No, I think it's everywhere that I see online, it says October. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's a long time after. That's long. So. Well, you can get it in trade paperback form <laughs> or even better, comic book form. But uh, yeah, the entirety of Oblivion Song is out and you, yeah. you have an episode for every episode, every issue. An episode for every issue. <laughs> so yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. I miss it. I miss we it. Yeah, uh, Lorenzo De Felici on for the final uh, or the penultimate episode of that show, and Robert Kirkman mm-hmm. on for the final episode of that show. But more on Lorenzo De Felici later this episode. Ooh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna kick it over now to our thoughts on uh, Skybound X25, more specifically right now, uh, with Battle Beast. And we're gonna send it to Wyatt first. Wyatt, what were your just initial top level impressions of this Battle Beast story? I mean, the initial feeling is just like how great it is to have Ryan Otley drawing in the Invincible Universe again. Like mm-hmm. it felt every time, regardless of like what was on the page, it felt like a treat every time you see new Otley art in the Invincible Universe. Like it felt like it shouldn't exist and I stole <laughs> it from a separate universe <laughs> where he's still doing Invincible yeah, stuff. So it was just the whole time I was just excited reading all of it. And I, I, I'll echo what a lot of the, the emails said as well, that it did feel like Obviously, it felt like almost like a teaser of sorts because it wasn't like a full arc of a story necessarily. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it's even called like prelude, right? Yeah, like that's the title of it is prelude. It's called. So it definitely gave the impression that like this is the beginning of a story that maybe we could tell at some point in the future. And that that was exciting, if a little bit also like, oh, but I yeah. want to read that story mm-hmm. now. And so now I'm frustrated. But all of it was so great from the the like call back to him, let me tell you where I really came from, was so, it, like, that was neat, but also, like, made me laugh because you would never expect right? <laughs> to have that, like, emotional callback, have Battle Beast doing that in a comic. So it was just awesome. I, I loved every single bit of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was very euphoric, mm-hmm. like dream, a dreamlike state, like yeah. when, you know. I, and, I, and Wyatt, you also told me um, that – uh, you weren't sure about Ryan Otley coming back and you actually hated his art. And I had to <laughs> convince you. It's and I had to convince you. I That's had to convince you. I don't think there's any footage of me saying anything like that. There's a lot of footage of you talking about how you feel about all this stuff. You know. Backfired pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I. So what I got from this was it was it reminded me of like invincible i think it's issue 41 where it was it was all new story it wasn't just like a recap right it was all new story but like that was an issue where they even advertised it saying like this is a good jumping on point because we're going to fill you in on everything that came before it and it was like i think it was mark talking to like amber or eve or somebody about all the struggles that he's going through and then he this is what happened with my dad this is what happened with this and battle beast like it didn't give us much new story or it, it did but it didn't it, it didn't give us much new information i should say everything that we learned about battle beast we already kind of knew but then we got the um the um you know computer system mm-hmm. which i thought was brilliant because battle beast can't have 
a friend really like that would be weird but to make him a computer system like did that for 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 the story i think that was perfect not only so. that but he's not a friend but he's also an enemy yeah he's like, like an yeah. enemy that they oh, have yeah. to yeah mm-hmm. yeah i uh I tweeted out the day that it came out and I meant it. Like I was just grinning the entire time. I was just like, this is real. Like this is happening and it's like, and it's good and it's fun. And I'm like, like on multiple levels, like you're talking about the AI being hilarious and just a cool plot device to get us through this, uh, through this adventure that is hopefully coming. Um, but also to see those callbacks, the, uh, the, the, let me tell you where you, where I really come from. Um, there was more than that too. Just the, uh, um, I love seeing, uh, the, 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 name of the planet. Uh, I know, uh, Dorn. invincible Inc over on Kelsey over on Twitter called out that there was something and I didn't even catch it at first that it was Dorn with two ends. Like it's, it's, that's so cool. That's so fun. Um, but yeah, just, I, you, you say TJ that we knew a lot of this beforehand, but I was still impressed with actually a little bit uh, with, how much longer it actually was. I was expecting it to be a few pages shorter than this. Yeah, and I know too. it was short, but like I actually expected it to be shorter and getting that flashback, getting this story, getting this creative uh, AI and the setup, man, that last page of him sitting there all badass. And it's like, all right, let's, let's find someone to kill you. And just like that promise is really such a cool exciting. ending. Yeah, yeah. It's such a cool ending, but just, I cannot wait for more. <clears throat> Where, when do you think, Wyatt, when do you think we're going to see more Battle Beast? In what format do you think? I've, I've, I feel like I have like learned to just not try to expect anything, just so that I'm not disappointed and delightly surprised. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I feel like it's safer for me to just be like, if this is all we get, and I get to just imagine Battle Beast with his fun ship computer that wants to kill him, and imagine what those stories are, that's mm-hmm. great. But I hopefully like we get it sooner than later, but I know Otley's always so busy and Kirkman's obviously always so busy. So do, yep. do either of you have the issue in front of you? I brought it, but it's I in do. that room, here. not this yep. room. And well, here, I, can, let me, I can run over there and get it, but let me, let me oh, give you my oh, wait, thoughts. I, got, I, I have it digitally. Yeah. Oh, okay. all right. Well, I was going to say, if you go to the first page, the, uh, uh, uh Sean Makowitz actually says <laughs> something back up one more right here in this. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you want to, do you want to read that? Oh yeah, sure. Right there. So uh, he says, a gimmick so preposterous, Robert, Robert gave uh, it his immediate approval, then blessed it with the Battle Beast, the first Invincible Universe comic story to be published since Invincible 144 concluded the series over four years ago. Battle Beast has been my favorite character since joining Skybound. So to see Robert and Ryan reunite is a reason to celebrate. And hey, the 20th anniversary of Invincible number one is right around the corner. More on that later this year. So to answer your question, TJ, I, I think maybe they announce it at some sort of uh, anniversary uh, yep. panel mm-hmm. or um, post or something um, to then come out sometime next year. And whether that is a uh, like Negan lives one issue thing where we get this adventure in one hopefully longer issue, or if it is already like, here's a six issue trade paperback story, whether it's fully completed like Firepower or they're gonna come out monthly. I think that makes the most sense, especially because in my mind, that's gonna time up somewhere around the release of season two. So it's just going to be all of that goodness. We know Ryan's working on Hulk right now, so I don't expect this is something that's already done. Yeah, and so there's a lot to go. Soon. There's a lot to go on Hulk too. I, I can, I can see it being like 
a one year anniversary of the show, which would be like end of March, early April, Mm -hmm. or maybe like they love doing free comic book day stuff. So maybe if it is a multiple issue type thing, they could release the first one of there or just do like the, like a one off and conclude this story in a, in a one issue on free comic book day. But man, the, 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 the idea of exploring the invincible universe. Yeah. You know, like doesn't sound like a one issue thing. Like I want to see oh, it, Ryan. The scope it definitely doesn't. But we I know, I know, that we want to multiple yeah. different mm-hmm. properties, not just Battle Beasts. Like I mean, there's I, there's so much out there. I think that it coming out on the year anniversary of Invincible releasing, so around March, the end of Q1, and if it were a six issue like mini series, something like that, mm-hmm. it would kind of coincide because we all kind of think maybe. Season two will premiere early 2024 or late 2023. Sorry. What do we think? Sorry, season two, early 2024. Yeah, what's what I'm, year are we in right now? I'm thinking 22? next year. Oh, next. I'm so, so fall of next year. <laughs> yeah, so fall of next year. I, I think fall of next so fall year. of next yeah. year. So if we're right, if it comes out fall of next year, then Battle Beast, if it was a miniseries, would end kind of Leading right around when. It. That's right what I'm saying. They're, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna be yeah. compatible somehow, just yeah. in the zeitgeist yeah. of Invincible. Yeah. Really quick, um, just to give my thoughts on the comic. Yeah, uh, I want to talk uh, more about the the thing. There's with, stuff we haven't talked about. Yeah, with so yeah, with what lot. you guys talked about, it's it, agree. I love it. It was Wyatt euphoric. Like I I could I kind of felt like I was in a dream state reading it. Like <laughs> is my is my am I dreaming? Is my brain making this up? Like mm-hmm. it didn't feel real. And it felt even more euphoric because Annalisa Leone's this is art, what I her, wanted to her, get to her coloring on it, guys. Like, if you don't know Annalisa Leone, she colored uh, Oblivion, Oblivion Song, Song and which, a lot of other stuff too. Uh, all we do on the Oblivion Song podcast is talk about how amazing Lorenzo's art is and yeah. Annalisa's coloring is. But it's seriously, so good. read it. Read it again, knowing that there is not one dull color. Yeah. In, yeah. in, uh, in any panel, like everything is vibrant. Everything is like green neon or like this weird orange neon color. That's I don't I don't think I've ever seen these colors in an Invincible comic before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it feels right I that really it would like be his shadowing. Like yeah, his, shadowing. his shadow, oh. his shadow's never black or gray. There's no gray or black tones. It's all a color. It's really like, sci fi feeling, too. Like it lends itself really well to the story they're telling. Yeah. In yeah. This, in he, this ship, like in even space. even in this panel here, the oh. last panel, the last shot, like yeah. the background is not gray paneling. It's green. And you got this this computer here that's like shining the light on there it's just it's so vibrant otley's art on top of her colors oh it's just yeah, yeah. insanity yeah it's it really fucking great. insane it just it just added to it being like a special thing mm-hmm. you know yeah. like like really setting it apart from invincible while still making it like yeah this is a new next generation kind of thing mm-hmm. so i so one thing i wanted to talk about before we start wrapping up the battle beast talk is where are some things that you would like to see the story go other than just him fighting creatures? I mean, unless that's what you want to see, where are, what are some things you want to see in this story? If it continues, I would like to see like, obviously it's battle beast and we want craziness. We want carnage. We want blood and it's Ryan Otley, but I also don't want it to just be that. And I know it won't be like, I, like one thing that, that Kirkman does is emotion. And mm-hmm. I want to see how, how, Kirkman can bring that into a Battle Beast story. Hmm. I feel like that would be kind of difficult. You, need that? But I, you think you need that? 
I don't, I, if, it depends on how long it is. If it's one issue, no, I don't. I want to see just fucking chaos. Yeah. But if it's an ongoing thing and it's going to be like multiple issues, hmm. yeah, I, I think that, that, that that's something that Kirkman would absolutely do in one, maybe maybe it doesn't come directly from Battle Beast. Maybe it comes from other characters, yeah. but yeah. for sure. I mean, uh, the computer system is not making it through this story. Yeah, no, I, we, I mean, no way. <laughs> no, because we're going to fall more, even more in love. Exactly. <laughs> if we get more, we're going to it's it's yeah. And and their relationship can evolve. Battle Beast will never I'll, I'll, I'll he'll never change. He's cursed. He he only cares about the next fight. So I don't really think we're going to see him have any kind of compassion or anything like that. And if he does, he might just say farewell to the A.I. before he destroys it. You know yeah. what I mean? Something like that. Um, I Do you think. I'm trying to think if we know of a Viltrumite that has an injury that we know of, but Battle Beast could have inflicted it. Mm. Oh. Like uh, the one guy with the eye can. Here's Frag. the thing. Here's the thing. Frag. When he breaks out of the prison, he's super stoked to fight a Viltrumite because he's like heard of them and he's been waiting mm. for them. And I think that's why he's in the prison. I don't think he could have fought a Viltrumite prior yeah. to going in the prison. Before, and before, before we've seen right exactly that's why i was thinking so unless, like unless the the series continues post prison break because there's another gap of time but i can't yeah. imagine that i'm it thinking it could be like midway you think, through you don't think they're gonna do a jump i'm thinking this ends with the prison him arriving at the prison but man that'd be really interesting if it if halfway through there's the story they're gonna tell is the prison and then that scene happens and then it's him leaving or well, no, because he's frozen in space for a while. An alien ship picks him up, thaws him out. But then he's gone for a while until Nolan and Space Racer and Alan. Is he gone up. for a while? Is he gone for a while? I think so. I'm going to have to look into that. But yeah, regardless, I mean, somewhere in there, there might be a reference to a daughter. I don't know. That could have been during yeah. any number of the time jumps that have happened. Yeah. They might, um, you know what? They might know this answer. Uh, just reference the Invincible Podcast podcast. They might know. <laughs> you know what? The Invincible Podcast um, podcast will probably be able to point you to a point in our podcast where we yeah. talk about. Just go to exactly. the InvinciblePodcastPodcast.com and yeah. they have a whole list. <laughs> they have a list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like you were saying, though, Bill, like we kind of know where uh, Battle Beast's story ends. So. I'm kind of excited to get introduced to maybe another character that exists in the Invincible Universe that we can fall in love with, um, that we can get some character development through them, too, because we won't be able to get too much through Battle Beast because he has to fit within these mm -hmm. yeah. uh, these restraints. But something like that I'll, is something I get really excited about. I have a prediction or a crazy throw it at the wall, see if it sticks. Because mm -hmm. we really like the AI already, right? Yeah. Okay. Hear me out. What if it does crash? Right. And it crashes onto an alien planet and you see like don't, these weird blue don't, tendrils. Don't do this. Bill. Like come don't, up don't around do the this. ship. And then the AI, <laughs> the AI bonds with this alien thing and and don't becomes the, the blue spaghetti monster. <laughs> and we finally get we finally get a backstory, not only to don't, like what we have something good, did, but we have something so nice, Bill. <laughs> Don't and really. then it would go into another dimension and live in another dimension. Why not? Yeah, and, and, this, dimension. And, and this is the thing that heals uh, uh, Space Racer after Thrag kills him and splits his body in two, right? Yes. Right. You know, more, more to come on that. I yeah, feel like I can feel Robert Kirkman pounding the desk right now, being like, "Stop talking about the spaghetti." <laughs> <laughs> it's enough. It's, this is this is too far, guys. This is too far. 
right, I'm going to jump into some emails here of what some listeners had to say more about Battle Beast. All right, I've got uh, one from Charlie. This is a little bit of a longer one, but it's worth it. Hello, Invincible Podcast. I've been a huge fan of yours for a while now, but I have never written in. I started listening from the very beginning about a year ago. I've listened to almost every episode and wanted to write in, but kept forgetting. With the new Battle Beast comic, I thought I'd finally write in and share my thoughts and theories as to where the comic is going, as well as a theory I have about the show that doesn't really relate to the Battle Beast comic. I'll start with my thoughts on Battle Beast first. Personally, I really liked this issue, despite how short it was. I think it going uh, a good... Sorry, I lost it. I think I have two theories, one realistic and what I think will actually happen. The other, not likely to happen, but what I really want the most. Realistically, I think that the series is going to follow Battle Beast as the AI in his ship leads him around the universe looking for opponents to kill him, but to fail every time. I think that the series will end with Battle Beast encountering an enemy more powerful than him that captures him rather than kill him. I think that it will be revealed that the prison he brought him to uh, after his capture is the Vilchmite prison ship and the last panel will be him beginning his rampage in issue 55. I also think hmm. that the crew on the ship that he killed before the comic started are the same people we saw him attack at the end of season one of the show during the montage te- teasing an upcoming story. Oh. I think that this is a way of letting the fans know that this Battle Beast story will be animated in some form. Hmm. That's an interesting call that mm. the last is time that we his see Battle Beast... That he- is that his theory that he doesn't think is going to no, happen? Or is no, that... that's just okay. uh, that he could see happening realistically, but is for the animated series, which that is would interesting. That sense. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Now for how I want, now for what I want to happen, but I don't think is likely. I think it would be cool if by issue 34, by issue three or three four, four yeah, yeah. we see a shortened version of the Battle Beast and Thrag's fight where Battle Beast dies. I think after that, we should see Battle Beast's daughter listening to the stories of her father and beginning to fulfill her vow to kill all Viltrumites. I'd love to see her and Terra fight, and maybe the series could end with Terra and Battle Beast's daughter breaking the curse without having to kill Battle Beast's daughter. And on the last page, tease Terra Markey fighting by having them disagree on how the problem with the new Battle Beast was resolved and leading into the Cory Walker comic about the two of them fighting that has been teased a couple times. I know this is way optimistic, <laughs> but I think it'd be cool to see more Terra Markey and maybe even a little more of Mark. Um, yes, please. Yes, yeah, please. I mean, that's that's yeah. like, yeah, that's a lot. That, sh- <laughs> that shit right there is way more possible than I think because you could do one full-length issue of a comic book of a montage of them trying to find like people for Battle Beast to to kill her or, or to kill him. Like you really could. Like I, I mean I, I that's just not can't that. see this Battle Beast story secretly being an introduction to tell a Terra and Marky story. Like yeah. they I want them both. And yeah, there can be some connective tissue there because of the um Battle Beast daughter thing that mm-hmm. we that later can confront Terra. Like that gives it some weight, but yeah, Oof. I'm not thinking so much about the Terra and Marky thing. I'm thinking about the whole because we we all were like, holy fuck, we're going to get another Battle Beast. We're going to get her daughter. And it was like two panels. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And which which, again, I get it. We all love the last issue. But I mean, it it is like she's the next Battle Beast. Yeah. So this is called Battle Beast theoretically. So, yeah, I think that'd mm. be interesting i think that's why this this prediction is so like is such an exciting prediction or that we all like perked up from it is because it really is just like what are all of the threads that are left that kirkman could still play with in some form what if he just did all of them now Mm -hmm. like that's that would be awesome i I also feel like this prediction or theory or whatever idea is just one sentence away from being like 
well, Tara and Marky are fighting, but Marky's too busy with Angstrom Levy's son and Chainsaw. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's one yeah. step away, so why not? You know, like we could keep going because everything's kind of connected in a way. But I mean, yeah, that'd be exciting. Um, they continue, and now for my theory about the show. In episode 100 of your podcast, while you were talking with Kirkman, he mentioned wanting to include stories in the show that he never had a chance to include in the comics. He specifically mentioned that he wanted to have a story where the characters travel to hell with Damien Darkblood. I think that when the show reaches 100, instead of having a clone, dinosaurs will actually kill Mark, and the other characters will travel to hell with Darkblood to save him. This seems like a good point in the story to include this plotline, since Mark's actions leading up to that point were questionable, and it would be the easiest point in the story to convince viewers that Mark would go to hell after death. Sorry for the long email. I'd love to hear your thoughts on these theories. Keep up the great work. Love Charlie. Keep the theories coming because I'm like, I've never been more excited about <laughs> the future of Invincible. Uh, Sir, you should like write. That, that's, I think, that, we, I, you know, I think we are going to get the hell storyline somehow. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know think it's going to be in season two because happen. we know that Damien Darkblood went to hell, got banished to hell in, in the first season. So I think that that um like you said kirkman's already you know been very vocal about how it's a storyline that he wanted that he intended to do in the original story and i think that that's him setting up being able to do it in the second season yeah they're gonna go to hell in the second i've season. never i love dinosaurs i i don't think mark's i don't think that's gonna happen but it got me thinking about how much i didn't really care for the fake out clone thing hmm. um because it's it's a fake out easy clone thing you know what i mean like conquest came back from having his face flattened pretty much you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh spoiler alert nolan survived for a while getting ripped in fucking half you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so what if he what if dinosaurus does actually fucking kill mark in a way that look looks like he's dead and then those people come in and like oh he's still kind of alive and then instead of the scourge virus being what makes Mark kind of takes him out of the picture. What if it's that? And then that gives bulletproof. Interesting. Like, you know? Yeah. 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 There's, I think a lot of ways to play around with that storyline. I do think that we'll probably see some changes to that story from issue 100, regardless of whether it's this prediction or something else, just because that does feel like a very, it felt very much like, Kirkman subverting a comic book expectation, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that was him kind of almost poking fun at like the Spider-Man clone saga and doing it all in one issue rather than dragging it out. And that's very much like a comic book thing. They, they haven't even necessarily done that in the movies. Maybe by the time they'll probably have done that in the movies by the time we get to that. But I think that they'll probably make some changes just to make it kind of more, more relevant to, to the show watchers who maybe have not read the comics and not wouldn't necessarily see that that sort of reference to a comic book trope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, thanks for the uh, email, Charlie. That was great. Uh, Bill, you are up next. I believe you have one. Yeah. So I have one from Nerds Nerds Kalord uh, is the name. Am I saying that right, Ryan? It is not quite. Uh, Nertaku Lord. I really enjoyed the Battle Beast prelude. However, like Mark said on page one, he definitely does kind of come off as a jerk, despite later in the main series showing some admirable and honorable traits. Hmm. Um, to be fair, he is cursed with a massive with massive amounts of anger that 
help make makes strong makes him stronger and more brutal and all he wants to do is die so i kind of get the attitude but he still comes off a little egotistical though he does have the feats and prowess to back it up i really enjoyed his origin and his interaction with the ship ai and if the series were to continue slash ever be uh, I always imagine Battle Beast having a Samurai Jack slash Primal feel. A um, mm. couple questions I have going forward. What is the name of his race? Do we have a name for his race? Are they Dornian? <laughs> oh, we could theoretically, like... Are we, yeah. are, are we all Earthians? No, but I mean, to <laughs> an alien race, they wouldn't... I yeah. mean, there's Telascria and Telescrians, so I guess. Yeah. Viltrum and Viltrumite, Dorn yeah. and Dornian. So where are the weird ones? Dornian or Dornites? Dornites. Or Dornanites. <laughs> Dornthians. <laughs> Dornthians? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to... <laughs> Maybe we'll ask Ryan. So, not yeah, this somebody tag Robert. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. All right. Uh, does, Battle Beast, does Battle Beast curse make him stronger than the rest of his species? I think it does i think he's kind of a hero because i mean there's I think a, whether there's it makes him war. stronger or not like the curse i think is that rage is what keeps him going yeah well i mean he was able to overcome like every other person like on the planet dorn dornanite on the planet because he was able to stop the wars from happening yeah. so i would assume that he has to be stronger than them Maybe. like yeah, and I don't necessarily think it just makes him more like has more stamina. So mm-hmm. I think so. I think that's a good thing to kind of assume. Uh, is his father the king? Walk. I don't think so. Walk. Um, maybe not. I don't know. No, he was just a random. Yeah, random guy. it didn't seem like mm-hmm. he was like of a bloodline. They said that he like kind of fought his way to proving himself. Yeah. Right. That was my impression, at least. Right. Uh, will we see any more of his backstory? I, vote I don't no. think so. Yeah, I think, no. I think he is like, I feel like I, I don't mean to call him a simple character, but like he's a character that serves the purpose of being chaos and angry and right. brutal. And like, that's what we need to know about. Him. Yeah. And I and, think yeah. if we would have gotten or if there was any more pertinent backstory information, we would have gotten it. We just got several pages of backstory. <laughs> like, I think that's all we need to know. What if before he got his curse, it's just Battle Beast like sitting at a desk in a suit, like working he's in an, an accountant. office? <laughs> yeah, he's an accountant. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, biggest question. Where did his mace go from issue 19? Oh, so I saw he had a I, giant sword and not a mace. No, he, he had says both. That he, could... he has both okay, yeah. in the in issue 19 because I saw this email and I double checked. So I went back and looked at issue 19 and he uses the mace, smashes Invincible's face, which is what tears the mask off and really messes him up. And then it cuts to other panels of the fight. And the next time you see Battle Beast, he has his sword and he's like leaning over Mark or whatever. And then he holds up um, uh, Bulletproof and Black Samson. And then he leaves with just his sword. So I'm saying it right now. Invincible's face broke the mace. I think it smashed it. It destroyed the mace. We just didn't see it because it's gone. So that's my headcanon. Just like we got to see the helmet. He wore his helmet, set it down on the computer or the area, and he leaves it there. Mm -hmm. He never puts the helmet back on. (laughs) He could. He could, but it has to to fall off again at some point. It did feel like it was like 
Ryan and them being like, he had the helmet there, so we have to start with the helmet, but we don't really like the helmet anymore. Yeah, so yeah. let's take it off. Let's take it off. Yep. So yeah. Uh, I have an email from uh, the sound of the Invincible podcast oh. and good friend, uh, Wyatt Lane. Actually, Great. Wyatt Lane, would you like to take this one? <laughs> I'll take this one. <laughs> Behind the scenes, since I did not know I was going to be on the podcast when I sent this email. <laughs> Can't wait to see what you thought. This was this story. Kind of <laughs> Wyatt was says, for, for hey guys, I love the new Battle Beast story. Dynamic between the ship's computer and Battle Beast was so fun. And seeing Otley back in the Invincible Universe was such a treat. It also made me wonder... If we ever see any of this story adapted into the animated series, if so, who would you cast to voice the ship's computer? So we'll start with that. And so I I thought of this because it did feel like, you know, with this, the Battle Beast stuff tying in maybe into season two, could they put a couple of these scenes to show where Battle Beast is in between other things that happen? And maybe it's just just because Barry just ended, but I would love Bill Hader. Why did I think that? Bill Hader is so great. Like yeah. he's got yeah. that like kind of comedic, kind of sassy kind Body. of attitude, yeah. but can also kind of be a little bit that. unsettling and scary. I think he'd be great. I think I, uh, no matter what, though, whether it's him doing a different voice or not, but the first time it talks, it has to be wildly different than yeah. Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. And then when yeah. it comes back and says, I changed my voice to be more pleasing. Is yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then it's Bill Hader. It can be like SNL Bill Hader yeah, right. and then Barry Bill Hader. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I just I'm a huge fan of Simon Pegg and I feel like Ooh. he could do a fun accent like yeah. he could do both. Like I've heard him sound very robotic and then I've also obviously heard him being, you know, Simon yeah. Pegg. So mm-hmm. I think That's that would good. be fun. And, like and he would probably do an animated kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I want him to just do something invincible. He's got to be a part of the show in some yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. I want like just, I, I mean, I, think I mean, you should voice Octoboss. Tether Tyrant and uh, um Magmaniac haven't, yeah, haven't spoken yet. We haven't really heard them talk. So if they get a a little story, I wanted that to be them. No, I got it. I got it. it. I got it. It's when they create the cult in England. (laughs) And he he could be from all the shit flying over like we've talked about stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. that would be good. That would be good. Um, All right. And then I think I've got the final. Was that the rest of your email? your email? I did also just say that obviously from Skyband X, I loved Chroma. Chroma is was such a great start to to a story. Like I've never been hooked so quickly by a story. So I I love Chroma and can't wait to get more of it. Yep. You read that email just like him too. I know, right? I've been practicing my impression. Yeah. All right. Last email about Battle Beast, and then I want to talk more about Chroma. Uh, hello again, members of the Invincible Oblivion Song Podcast. Uh, first off, I just want to say how cool it was for you guys to have gotten my letter in the Hulk episode. Even though Ryan mispronounced my name. Oh, it's okay, Ryan. Everybody says it like that the first time. You didn't correct me, though, man. So this Fucking is, up, Ryan. So what is it? It's Fucking Owen up. Sailor, but I guess it's not. Maybe it's Owen... <laughs> how Sailor? Sailor? Sailor, maybe? Sailor? Sailor? What if um, you're getting Owen wrong? but it's not a big deal but what's even cooler is that with the announcement of <laughs> skybound x25 we not only get to see the first new invincible story since 2018 not only does it reunite robert kirkland and ryan Otley for the story but also having the focus be on battle beast yes please so judging by how the story ended it's kind of apparent that the story will lead into a battle beast miniseries which bring me to my question because Battle Beast is traveling to different planets to try to try and die, which planets do you want to see Battle Beast visit? And what kind of creatures do you want to see him fight? 
Thanks and keep up the great work. Um, I want him to uh, fight the blue spaghetti monster. <laughs> <laughs> and get thrown back in time. And then we get a reboot episode yeah. of Battle Beast where he gets to undo all the people he killed. Mm-hmm. Um, right. No, I mean, I think seeing him uh, somehow land on the Coalition of Planets or something like that. Because that's really one of the only locations I can think of to see him show up on. That would be a callback. Um, are there still are there still Viltrumites on Viltrum? Or At are this point, all yeah, of them? I think so. What if he were to go there and there were none and he just no, kind of sees are, like all of them dead? Are you sure? Because they destroyed Viltrum and that was a big deal. Yeah. Well, they destroyed it because and, like, it was a sim- it was a toppled. symbol. Right, but it was a symbol. Right, there, I mean, there's only out. yeah, there's only fi- aren't there only like 50 of them alive, like 50 pure bread, something like, like it's yeah, yeah. So maybe they wouldn't right. all. So what if wouldn't it be cool if he goes there because like oh the Viltrum Empire and like I want to like, fight oh, one I guess of those. They're all gone, and then right. he later finds out that some are still alive. Yeah, that's oh, a good one. I like yeah. it. I'll take it. Mm. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right, guys, we're, we we are running a little long, so I do, but I do want to talk about Chroma. Um, mm-hmm. We just heard Wyatt talk a little bit about it. What about you guys, TJ? Let's start with you. Oh man. That's it. Okay, that was good. Right? Agreed. Um, Agreed. No, it it was it was so good. I mean, uh, the the premise behind it of the color, you know, being uh, like them being scared of the color and then venturing out into the color into the forest, and then there's monsters in it, which is perfect for for Lorenzo De Felici. Um, even like once you go into the colors, like making colors a part of the story, also. It has me excited for it being Lorenzo De Felici because with Oblivion Song, we always raved about um, the covers and every single cover of Oblivion Song was incredible. And Lorenzo did was the one that did the colors for the covers. Mm-hmm. So it, it just I'm really excited for this. And just the the I love the I love the um, the like uh, like the time that it takes place. You know what I mean? Like, like it, the it's setting. not time, but yeah, the setting, yeah. like the, mm-hmm. the environment of it. Yeah. Um, like the the cult, the culture of it and the civilization um, yeah. piece of it is just it's awesome. Really... And this is definitely a book that I can see being nominated um, for like, you know. Eisner's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just looks like it's going to be emotional. It looks like it's going to be very artistic. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait. But not in a, wait. not in a, like a pretentious kind of this is such a it's it's nightmare fuel it's like you have a dream right, right. and you're yeah. like what the fuck did i just dream like mm-hmm. really we we had the pleasure of talking to lorenzo and he is for as creative and as crazy as this guy's mind has to be he, he is so fucking down to earth and like organized with his thoughts and his creative process like um was it on the invincible podcast that we had him on or was it on no, it was on Lorenzo? the Lorenzo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> go listen to that. Like that's it's a really great. But my thoughts on it. Um, I love the countdown. The there's yeah. only twelve hundred sixty three souls. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the ideas oh, yeah. of them wanting to go out and expand. Like mm-hmm. they bring these like black and white fabric out. I love the idea that they can't actually be seen by the creatures. They can be heard. 
Um, and that's why they don't want to get any like fauna on them or color on them. Um, at one point in it, there's a creature and they, they're going to kill it. And they're like, no, 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 don't get any red on the fabric or on it you. almost gave like a quiet place vibes. But instead oh, of yeah. sound, yeah, it is color. Like oh, it right, exactly. can't get color on you. Otherwise, also, it's crazy. Yeah. Also, the main character, this half horn guy that you're like, yeah. oh, he's the hero. He fucking dies. In yeah. It. Like, yeah. And I had to go back. I'm like, it felt like they were setting him up to be this character. And then was it him? Um, Yeah, dude. Wyatt, I agree. I it happens very rarely where a new IP comes out that you're just you're hooked. And the fact that this is just like however, five, six pages. Yeah, man. What like you've given me so much to look forward to in such a small you've created a world, an idea that I already kind of understand. Um, in such a short amount of time, I can't fucking wait for more chroma. I mean, yeah. it was obviously everything that we talked about, everything that we talked about previous to this was, you know, Battle Beast and how amazing that was, getting Ryan Otley back on to an invincible universe into the un- invincible universe, more invincible story. Like it was incredible. I think Chroma was my favorite thing in all of Skybound X. Nice. Yeah. It like like Bill said, nothing and- really captures me, captured me like that. And like it's not even a full issue and it, and it captured us the yeah. way it did. As far as comparing it to Battle Beast, I mean, Battle Beast was everything I wanted. Chroma was right. everything I wanted that I didn't know I wanted. You yeah. know what I mean? It was right. such a fun ex- uh, uh, surprise and it was so good. Yeah. Um, but again, we shouldn't have doubted that. And it's really exciting that it's going to be 40 page issues like the Ultra Mega style where yeah. November you're getting like a small graphic novel basically yeah that much of a story to tell at once it was just just like being i just like being surprised like i like not knowing what something is and having my expectations just completely like i didn't know what it was and i didn't know that this thing could be i didn't i didn't even realize until reading it like that chroma was a play on chromatic and it has to yeah. do with the color yeah, it and felt stupid. why it, why it called out it was telling me how like the monster sees in rgb it has three eyes one red green and one blue yeah, like here yeah if yes. you look at the one that Stop eats it. the half horn guy he has three eyes one is red one is green and one is blue right it's so cool it's such an awesome detail like it's rad yeah yeah it's amazing oh it's my so good lorenzo stop it <laughs> Stop. Super excited. Can't wait for that. We'll be sure to talk all about it uh, when that comes out on this show. We'll do a little segment or have a monthly or bi-monthly or whenever it comes out uh, segment where we could talk all about Chroma. But great, great stuff. Super excited. Uh, We have uh, to get moving. We've got some Radiant Black uh, party to attend um, and a bunch of other fun stuff to do. So we're going to wrap it up here. Before we go, what's one thing that you're looking forward to at C2E2? Oh man! I mean, obviously, I'm in. I'm excited to meet Otley and maybe get some of those like exclusive variants that he's had because I know he teased a little on online that he's maybe going to have more of the stuff he had at SDCC. Um, so you brought a lot of money then with you, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I had a layover in Vegas. I hit those slot machines hard, and it did not go well. So no, I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to see Otley and see what he's got at the booth. Um, and then honestly, like I said, I, it's my first big con. So I'm excited to just kind of either wander around or follow you guys and figure out what to do and, and what to see for sure. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Cool. We'll have more to say about all of that on our next episode. We release uh, first Friday of every month. Hopefully I can get this one out in time. We are 
away. So I got to edit this and figure this out in a few here. Go ahead, Bill. Before we go, just one last thing. I just really quick. Mm. Yeah. Okay. For the audio listeners, every time there's a silence, Bill and TJ look at each other and nod approvingly. And it's apparently the funniest thing ever. Wyatt, thank you for joining us on this uh, mess of a podcast. Um, And of course, thank you as always for doing the music. Check out all of Wyatt's music over on SoundCloud, Spotify, um, anywhere else I'm missing, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Wyatt Lane. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. It was so much fun. Anytime. All right. Thank you to the sweet one. No, nope, that does us. it. <laughs> That's, we're done. It's the sweet one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.